0: Welcome to the first installment of Money Making Moves. Here with my boy Devin, aka
1: Silly White Boy. Not clowning him. Check out his Twitter handle. What's going on, man? I'm <laughs> thanks for letting me on the show. It's been uh it's awesome.
0: Hell yeah, man. We got into a dynasty draft, I don't know, a month or two ago. Yeah, man, you're good people. It's glad to have you on. Hell yeah, man. So let's go ahead
1: and kick that intro. All right, so going to get this mock draft
0: started, doing it a little different. This time we're doing 2QB plus Superflex. So I wanted to do something that, was, that could really simulate like a hardcore like 2QB league or a hardcore Superflex league. It just seems like there's no mock drafts that really simulate like what a hardcore 2QB draft
1: could be. Definitely. If you want to get the real two QB super flex feel for the mock draft, you definitely have to get actual people to be in the mock draft with you. So whenever you're doing uh, with automated, they never pick the quarterbacks where they should be. So this is definitely awesome to do once in a while. Yeah, and I
0: think even in, um, I mean, I've done a handful of mock drafts where just like just super flex, not two QB or anything. I mean, people still wait on two QBs, like create, like the second QB like crazy. And I feel like in any kind of money, Superflex League, you know, that's just not going to happen. So right. the, this is going to be like a real test of what a hardcore Superflex or two QB League could be like. So
1: in Superflex Leagues or two QB Leagues, what what's your strategy in the early rounds? In the early rounds, um, I usually like to go RB heavy in any kind of – uh, draft just because the RB tier from, let's say, 8 to 10 is so heavy compared to most other positions. But i definitely like to come out with a uh, quarterback in at least the th- uh, first three rounds. But yeah, i definitely like to go RB heavy for these drafts.
0: Nice. And I'd say in the real drafts, I probably will go RB heavy. But in these mock drafts, I try to go super QB heavy just to like show people what's out there if you wait a couple rounds to get running backs. Because in In a one QB league, I mean, I don't know, I I was in, I did a one QB league, um, just a mock draft and the first round only Michael Thomas went and then the rest were running backs. And, you know, in super flex is just not going to be the case Two QB leagues, you know, there's probably going to be at least two or three, you know, QBs going. So some of those running backs that are only in the first round of one QB leagues, I mean, they
1: make it to the second round and third round, you know, these two QBs and super flex leagues. Right, yeah, that is a good point. Um, That's why I like coming out of the first three rounds with at least one top-tier quarterback. Um, Or if I uh, suspect, like, a a run starting to go with quarterbacks, I like to grab one. But, yeah, definitely like to go RB-heavy, at least through the first five rounds. Let me get my
0: screen shared here we'll get into this. So we're doing offense only in this one. Usually I do IDP, but since we're doing the 2QB and Superflex, I figured we'll just do offense for this one. And we still got 12 rounds of action about to go. And you're the first pick.
1: So let's kick it off. I'm going to pick Christian McCaffrey here, but – I really do think for, usually for Dynasty, I like going Saquon Barkley because I think he's going to have a better overall career. Mm -hmm. But even with our draft, I know I picked Saquon over Christian McCaffrey. I know people are going to hate me for that. But um, (laughs) I did go Christian McCaffrey here just because he's going to, he's a monster. I love Christian McCaffrey. But if it is a Dynasty League, I I always would go Saquon because I love him for his career. But we're going to go Christian McCaffrey right there. (laughs)
0: And you can never go wrong with that. Anyone who says Christian McCaffrey at the 1-1 is wrong. I mean, I don't know. They must have never won with with him on their team before. Oh, let's see. We might get a first uh, auto pick here. The first four picks, I mean,
1: any kind of super flex has been pretty standard. So when you say uh, quarterback heavy, do you like to come out of the first three rounds with three quarterbacks? Or do you go that heavy? Or do you? Kind of just played by ear at that point?
0: So I I try to take at least one QB in the first and second round, just kind of dependent on where I am. And then I would say I I try to have my second one by the fourth round. So I try to come out with at least two QBs out of my first four picks. It all depends on who falls. But um, I would say my third QB, I'm trying to lock down by the seventh or eighth round. Like last year, um, in one of the um, super flex leagues I'm in – I picked Pat Mahomes with uh, my first pick, and I think I had the fourth or fifth pick. And then I picked another QB somewhere in the middle, and I was going to pick Lamar Jackson in the eighth, and someone auto-picked him, literally the pick in front of me. (laughs) I would have picked him in the seventh. That was a championship. But I tried to be sneaky and wait like an extra round. Right. Just for the people listening on the podcast, the first top five picks, we got Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry. And then okay, Dak at the one six.
1: Where do you have Dak, Craig? Do you have Dak as your third quarterback? So for redraft, I actually have him as my sixth. See yep. Yeah, I'm a little bit lower on him too. I have him at I think I, uh I think I have him at five.
0: Okay. And yeah, and even that's low. I mean, everyone I've seen either has him at three or four. And You know, he could finish there. I just think Zeke is going to eat a little bit more than he did last year.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, so after Dak at the sixth, we got Michael Thomas. Then we got Zeke. Then we got Russell Wilson. And now we're at pick 110. And so we can already see there's just as many QBs picked as running backs in this round, especially in a dynasty. If you're in a dynasty super flex, I mean, that probably gives you a little bit of better perspective because people are always going – QB heavy in a super flex.
1: Yeah, I, I like even in the super flex. I like picking at like the eleven or the twelve, uh, just because with all these quarterbacks being taken, you can get two top ten uh, running backs, kind of solidify those spots, and then when the turn comes back, you can go get your uh, either your wide receiver, one and other running back, and your quarterback. But last mock draft, not not mock draft, last real draft I was in, I uh, it was like a derby draft, derby draft. Okay. So. It had a draft order and then like say the first pick got to pick whatever pick they wanted. I had the second overall pick and I picked going a uh, 12th overall and kind of used that strategy. My team came out pretty nice after that. Nice. I like doing
0: those derby drafts. I did two of those, um, this year and I'm going to definitely implement it for like my home league. Um, it <laughs> with that one, I, with my home league for whatever reason, it doesn't matter how we pick. I'm always getting like the last pick. Um, so I'm interested to see like how like what spots people will pick in that league because I've been playing with these guys for years. Okay, so we had Russell Wilson go at the one nine, and then we got Kyler Murray at one ten, Dalvin Cook at the eleventh, then we got Deshaun at the twelfth, and Superflex Guru from Twitter is back on the clock
1: with his back-to-back pick. So let's see where he goes. Surprise that he's picking Dalvin over Alvin Kamara right there. That's a little risky with the holdout going on.
0: That's wild. I mean, no way Kamara should drop to the second round in any draft, but we had more QBs going this round than running backs.
1: Right. How do you feel about Dalvin this year? you think he's going to come back? or?
0: I mean, I hope so. I mean, the thing with um, the new, like, CBA and all that, like, I, they kind of make it impossible for you to hold out now. I mean – I forget what it is. Like, if you miss, like, so many games, you're just not eligible like that. Like, Melvin Gordon last year, I think he could have held out for, like, eight games or something and still been okay. – I don't think it's the same for Cook
1: this year. Yeah, I took him in that – uh believe I picked twelve. I really hope he doesn't uh, hold out this year.
0: Yeah, and then look at that. His two <laughs> – me. I mean, so – okay, so we had Josh Allen go at the 2-1, then Joe Mixon, then Kamara finally went. Dalvin That's Cook – and went over Kamara. But xlax he's uh, living dangerously. You got Dalvin Cook and Joe Nixon, both potential holdouts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess with these my drafts, can get a little bit more risky than when you're in the real money leagues. Yeah. And not-
0: Matt Ryan. Another QB. So we had two people who doubled up on QB just in the first two rounds. This is almost like the Scott Fish Bowl, like, every, like the QB – Like, settings are so crazy in there that, like, I mean, everyone's going QB heavy. My boy, Nick Chubb. There we go. So, let's see where he goes, going Michael Thomas in the first round. Oh, shit. So, he's zigging when everyone's zagging, Thomas and Adams back to back.
1: Well, I guess when you have Michael Thomas, you can really go. Devontae Adams had a really sick lineup after that. But we'll see how he goes with the running backs and the quarterbacks. Maybe he'll go those for this three and four. I would assume so. Who are you looking at for the second pick?
0: So I think I'm going to go Brady with this pick. I have him as my number seven QB for 2020, especially for redraft. I mean, he's just going to be such a good value. And I think he's going to have the best year that he's had since like 2015.
1: Yeah. I really like Bruce Arians and the kind of offenses he runs, uh, especially with even Winston last year. I know he threw a lot of picks, but he also had a lot of yards. Um, I think, need- yeah, Brady's definitely going to eat this year.
0: And I think there's a lot of people hating on Brady, saying like, "Oh, he's not going to put up Winston numbers," but he doesn't have to put up five thousand yards, you know, to be a, you know, a solid number one QB. Yeah,
1: my, exactly.
0: My bold prediction on the year is: if you're playing in a league with six, uh, um, six t- um, six points per touchdown,
1: that Brady's going to be a top five QB. I can see it. I, I, I kind of have him ranked way lower than with all the rushing quarterbacks, but all like the stable, all-throwing quarterbacks, definitely have him ranked above all those guys. But I think I have him like 9 or 10 for the season.
0: I have him at 7. So I have him right in front of Josh Allen and then, you know, the top. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, There we go. Josh Jacobs. All right. So where are you going? Uh, you got back-to-back picks.
1: Yep. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go running back heavy for this. I'm going to go Miles Sanders. I think he's going to eat. And this is a standard league though, correct? Uh PPR. PPR. Yeah, definitely Sanders. Then uh, he's going to get a lot of the passing work and I think he's going to get basically all the running work as well. And I bet um, there's gonna be
0: like very very few teams that actually pair up McCaffrey and Sanders. Like Sanders never drops that far.
1: Right, yeah. Usually, I see Sanders going at, like, low as 2-4, usually. Maybe 2-5, but that's usually low. So, I see him sometimes going at the end of the first. So, yeah, I think Sanders at the end of the second round is huge value. But
0: and I think the highest I saw him get drafted in the Dynasty League was, like, in the eighth pick. So, I mean, he's
1: up there. Yeah, and I was going to come out in my first three rounds with a quarterback, but I think this time I'm definitely going to go another running back with PPR, I'm going to go Clyde. And I just think that's going to be huge with the three running backs right there. And with the PPR, all three of them catch a lot of most of the passes for their teams, except for Clyde, obviously. So, yeah, I think those are three crazy running backs to get the two and three, uh, yeah, two twelve and the three one. I usually see them going at the end of the first and beginning of the second.
0: Yep. And the only reason that's possible is because we had, Nine QBs go so far. So right. what was the last thing that we that we brought up. Okay. So we had Matt Ryan go at the 2-4. Then we had Nick Chubb at 2-5, Devontae Adams, 2-6, Carson Wentz, 2-7, Drake at 2-8. I took Brady at 2-9. Then we had Tyreek Hill at 210, Josh Jacobs at 211, and then Devin swooped up Miles Sand- Sanders and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So running back heavy team and no one would be mad pairing up those three, that's for sure.
1: And again, with the quarterback value, I think there's not a huge dropout from the first to probably like the eighth or ninth. There's probably going to be another big quarterback run, but most people have their two quarterbacks already. It's just starters in this one. So I think with the four and five pick, I can probably get good value for my two quarterbacks and then start worrying about my receivers after that. So I think that would be – Probably my strategy for going forward.
0: So I'm going to go Drew Breeze right here just because after Breeze, I think everybody – I mean, everybody else is just a complete drop-off from right here. And if it wasn't 2QB and Superflex, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, but uh, just curious to see how this all plays out now.
1: Yeah, definitely wouldn't be mad having those three quarterbacks for the Superflex at all, especially for a redraft. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was in one dynasty where, um, <laughs> actually, I literally have the exact same three QBs that I have right now, and obviously not drafted, you know, back to back like I did here, but um, it's a dynasty league, and I kind of have like a win now team, um, just one of those things where I, where I paired up some top guys, I actually paired up Jackson and Saquon, and uh, so I just went just super heavy with like the win now QBs, and uh, just some other guys too, but I got a Get for having Brady and Breeze as like you know my my backup
1: QBs to Jackson in the Superflex. Yeah, definitely. You know, some one of them is going to miss a couple of games this year, so it's really dope having both of them. All right. Yeah, I really, I always fade wide receiver, probably to like the fifth or fifth or fifth round probably the uh, lowest I've taken a receiver in all my drafts.
0: I'm usually fading wide receiver too. I mean, it's nice having those top guys, but I don't know. I feel like some of those guys are like good trade bait, you know, also Um,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. like last year. There was someone in in one of my leagues, someone had like Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams and like Chris Godwin or something crazy like that. And I ended up like trading him for Devontae Adams in like week two. He didn't do good until the playoffs, but uh, he ended up helping in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So third round's almost rounded out. We had Hopkins go at three two, Evans at three three. I took Drew Brees at three four. Julio at three five. Eckler at three six. Galladay three seven. Rogers three eight. Kelsey three 3-1, Jones three ten. And there's only two team three. No, sorry. Four teams that don't have a QB
1: so far. One of them's on the clock right now. Another quarterback-heavy team going.
0: Yep. That's Superflex Guru from Twitter. I mean, you can tell by
1: his name. He's all about the QBs. Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. Savage. He took four. <laughs> What's your strategy with that? When you take all those quarterbacks, do you use them as trade bait, or do you just like to store them up on your bench to kind of well, leave other people out? If this was like a super – I mean, if we were like
0: literally playing in a league with this kind of settings, I mean, I feel like it's it'd be more about hoarding for value, you know, than anything. I mean, you know, in a league like this, there's not going to be one QB available on waivers, you know. So, in my super flex leagues, I'd try to leave with four QBs, you know, unless it's like super, super small benches.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I like going quarterback heavy in the later rounds. After I kind of solidify my wide receiver one and two, I just like go and ham at any quarterback that's really available.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is a crazy QB run. So where, where do we leave off? Aaron Jones at the 310, then Chris Godwin at 311, Matthew Stafford at 312, then he went back-to-back with Jared Goff at 4-1, Cam Newton at 4-2, Daniel Jones at 4-3, and then Joe Burrow at 4-4. So this was the biggest run out of anything so far, five QBs in a row.
1: Yeah, this is a crazy quarterback. None of my drafts have had a quarterback on this crazy. Let's see who's even still available. We still got Tannehill. Dikes. One dynasty league that
0: I did recently, and it was the one that I drafted all three of these QBs. Um, in rounds, I want to say five and six out of the 24, I think there was 17 QBs that got taken. So it was probably the craziest QB run that I've like ever seen in any
1: yeah, it's insane.
0: And, like, even here, like, there's so many QBs going, I'm almost tempted to take a fourth one just because I feel like after that there's going to be no one left.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to go double quarterback here. Just options are slim. <laughs> yeah. I do like a couple of guys on the board, though, so, so one of them slips to me at least.
0: Especially if you're used to going late QB. I mean, there's already some targets I'm sure you've snatched up before, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. really like Minshew here. I really like Derek Carr this year as well. I think he's going to have like a – definitely not an MVP season like he almost said, like an MVP-like season, but I think he's really going to surprise a lot of people this year. And, you know – and dang it, you know, I totally forgot. We
0: didn't have any bench spots, but uh, I'm just going to drop the QB instead of uh, – a instead of uh, one of the flexes, I don't even care. Just, uh, just, <laughs> just the trend of the way that this is going.
1: Is this every pick in the fourth on a quarterback? Yeah,
0: it's nuts. I mean, let's see. So, I mean, this is going to be auto-picked, but
1: is it good? Right, it's probably not going to be a quarterback then. Oh, Kettle, that's a great pick. You know, it's auto-picked. <laughs> Actually, that's a great pick at the four. Hey, uh,
0: all right, so actually I am – I'm just going to go with the rules of uh, what we got going on right here. And I think I'm going to go running back, and it's gross, but I'm going to take the volume of Fournette in the fourth.
1: Yikes, yeah, I hate Fournette this year, but I guess you didn't have too much options. I really like Chris Carson this year. I think he's being really undervalued. Um, yeah, I, I can't – you can't hate that pick, though.
0: And I'm probably going to double up on running backs here. I mean, um, I'm just assume, I mean, the second guy he might be an auto pick, but I'm just assuming. I mean, even if you didn't tell me that you were going to take QBs here, I would just assume that you were going to take at least one. And then there's a good chance that the guy with Mahomes may take one also. So I'm just there's a couple RBs that I'm eyeing, and I'm sure one of them is going to fall to the next pick. Okay, so where did I leave off? Okay, Joe Burrow at the 4-4, and then we got Baker at the 4-5, Drew Locke at the 4-6, Jimmy G at the 7, George Kittle at the 4-8. I took Fournette at the 4-9, and then Le'Veon Bell at four ten.
1: Definitely got to grab a quarterback here, but I'm going to go running back, heavy. kind of just take the running backs from everybody who doesn't have any. So I think those are really what winning championships are, the running backs. Um So I'm going to go Chris Carson here. I think he's going to get a ton of freaking volume this season. Um, I think Rashard Penny is definitely going to get placed on IR at some point. Love Chris Carson this year, especially where he's going. And then I'll take Big Ben here. Um, With all the quarterbacks left, I think he's got the best chance of cracking top 10. But, yeah, just a little worried with his injuries, but. Gurley. So what I,
0: I will say, I wouldn't be opposed to snatching up Gurley late because if he has one, like if he comes out of the gates, not injured, you could trade him away for someone who needs, like needs a running back. Like that's what I did. I flipped Gurley and Brita last year for Devonte Adams. That's a great, great trade. Was that a dynasty? Uh, no, it was a redraft, but uh, and it no.
1: was a non-2QB league. I did the same thing with Gurley, and I think it was our league. I traded him, and I took Evan ingram late just as trade bait, and I traded those two, and I think a second-round pick for uh, Josh Jacobs. Okay. Good pick for me. But, yeah, I love Gurley this year if he can stay healthy. I think he's going to have a monster season if he can stay healthy. That's the huge question mark for Gurley.
0: Well, and it has to be them using him properly, you know? I mean – I think that's a lot of it. Just because he's not going to be a three down back anymore. I mean, you have to
1: make you have to limit his touches and keep him efficient. Yeah, definitely. I really will hope they use him in the passing game a lot more. Um, so, yes, he should be like a PPR monster if he can stay healthy. But we'll see. Jonathan Taylor, there. What do you think about him going right there with not even knowing he's going to be starting right away? So I debated between him and David Johnson,
0: and I went David Johnson just for the out of the blocks um, production. Because I don't hate Jonathan Taylor, um, but I some of these rookie running backs, I'm, I'm just going to fade them a little bit in redraft. Like Clyde, he'll be probably the only rookie running back that I'll go for in a redraft league, and he'll probably Definitely. he'll probably get drafted even earlier than I'd want to take
1: him too. And yeah, on a couple of drafts I did, I saw Clyde going in the first round even. But, yeah, me too. I think Clyde's the only one I want. Obviously, later rounds you'll take, like, a Swift or a Dobbins, but those are just, like, dart throws in the bench. Draft capital means something also.
0: Like, guys like Zeke, Saquon, Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, all those guys were drafted, like, super high. You know, like, besides Clyde, nobody was drafted in the first round. Like, nobody's, like, you know, changing their team around for that running back.
1: Right. Even with the Clyde situation, he's just going to be a real nice piece in that Chiefs offense. But, yeah. Yeah. good point. I don't think – he's not going to be a three-down
0: back. But, I mean, shit. Like, (laughs) you know, get him five catches in a game and, you know, 60, 70 yards, you know, on average. Like, and I'll take that all day with the upside because he's going to get some rush. And he'll always have a shot to, you know, put it in the end zone.
1: Right. I think Damian Williams is going to get a lot more workload than uh, people are thinking with uh, Clyde coming in. For sure. Yeah. But definitely. I think they'll use them both pretty efficiently. Sorry, I thought you were
0: asking me. Did you say you you think that he's going to get more workload than people
1: are saying? Oh, no, I just – I think he's going to get more workload uh, than people are saying. Yeah. Damian Williams you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I thought you
0: were were asking me if I thought Mm. that Damian Williams. But I do agree with that. I mean, there's a lot of people who really think that Clyde's going to come in and be like, you know, the workhorse. And I don't think that's the way that Reed works anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't do the I didn't do the updates, but I want to update this for the podcast people. So um, we had you took Chris Carson at the four twelve, and then Big Ben at the five one, and we just got through the fifth round. So we had Todd Gurley at five two, Zach Ertz at five three, David Johnson at five four, Allen Robinson five five, Jonathan Taylor five six, Noah Fant five seven, Phillip Rivers five eight. Amari Cooper, 5'9", DJ Moore, 5'10", Adam Thielen, 5'11", Mark Andrews, 5'12", Juju at 6'1", Kirk Cousins at 6'2", Odell Beckham at 6'3", and Melvin Gordon at 6'4", and nice. All right, the guy who was auto-picking for a little while, he's back on, and uh, he picked Cooper Cup as his first wide receiver in the sixth
1: round. Not a bad pick with Cooper Cup there. I think Robert Woods might take the workload over there, though. Um, I'm a real big Robert Woods guy this year. He's going to be cracked like a top 12 wide receiver possibly.
0: Yep, and uh, especially when it comes to those two, I'm taking Woods over Cup for sure. And I haven't even really looked at the picks, but that's already in my head who I was thinking with this pick as I saw the the board kind of uh, filtering out the way that it is. And if we didn't have all these QBs taken, I mean, no way Robert Woods is even close to available at the 6'9". So, I mean, that's another thing. And, all right, well, this is the guy who keeps auto-picking. So, I'm just going to auto-pick him. Single Terry. All right, let's see. Yeah, and so, I mean, my choices right now were Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, D.K. Metcalf, uh, T.Y. Hilton. And so, amongst those guys, I'm always going to be –
1: Going Robert Woods just for his volume. Yeah, that's just a real good safety pick right there. Who do I got at quarterback? Yikes. Okay. And all right, you ready? Because I'm just going to auto pick him. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm going to take my second quarterback here. Who do I got? See, it's between Tannehill and uh, Derek Carr. I know a lot of people hate Derek Carr. He can probably even – might fade to the seventh round, but I'm not going to risk it. Uh, eighth round, I mean. I'm not going to risk it. Um, let's Take him as my second quarterback. And then definitely going to have to solidify my wide receiver one. We take Tyler Lockett here. I still don't think DK's a guy over there. Not yet, at least. Thanks to Tyler Lockett and – uh For dynasty. For
0: dynasty, I like DK over Mm -hmm. Lockett But for Redraft, I I still like Lockett over DK I mean, Lockett and Russell, I mean, they they just got that rapport I mean, you don't, that doesn't just come along Like, they're already, like, in sync, you know, so
1: um, Yeah, exactly That chemistry doesn't just come
0: But uh, DK having over 100 targets Or right around 100 targets, whatever it was I mean, I feel like his catch
1: percentage goes up Yeah, definitely better than last year You also got to think of the big injuries he had in college. I I know it didn't, like, translate to the NFL yet, but he had some pretty uh, serious injuries going into college. Yeah. I never hear anyone talking about those, really. That usually steers me away from DK when I'm usually picking between him and, like, DJ Shark, Terry, Cortland. So I usually fade DK. Yeah. So here's a rookie running back –
0: to be late cam Akers, i will you know swoop up because he at least has the best shot of like actually going into a lot of touches right away
1: yeah, i think he's the only uh running back that was drafted that they're planning on using as a workhorse right away you can probably argue jonathan taylor but not at all because they still have uh what's the other running back same over there even Marlon Mack over there, I don't know why I brain farted there. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely Cam Akers is a great pick right there. Especially with the wider uh, running back tier dropping off. Yep,
0: and it was between Cam Akers and Mark Ingram. I, I do like Mark Ingram, especially his first half schedule. I, I mean, in redraft, that's something you really have to pay attention to. So, I mean, Mark Ingram, everyone's really low on him, thinking J.K. Dobbins is going to come in and steal everything, but Mark Ingram's a beast, and if he's healthy, I
1: mean, he's, he's going to play. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get at least a majority of the goal line work. Yeah.
0: And, shit, I haven't read these uh, picks out in a while, so let me go 6'6". Six, six, we had DeAndre Swift and Darren Waller, 6'7", Singletary, 6'8", Robert Woods, 6'9", Teddy Bridgewater, 6'10", Calvin Ridley, 6'11", Derek Carr, 6'12", Tyler Lockett, 7'1", David Montgomery, 7'2", DK Metcalf, 7'3", I took Cam Akers at 7'4", Mark Ingram, 7'5", Keenan Allen, 7'6", Tannehill, 7'7", AJ Brown, 7'8", DJ Chark, 7'9", Gardner Minshew, 7'10", Sam Darnold, 7'11", Let's see what the Superflex guru does right now because he doesn't even have a running back. We're going
1: – we're at pick seven twelve, last pick in the seventh round. Yeah, I'd usually like Mostert here if he wasn't requesting a trade, but there's not a lot of great running back options. Ronald Jones might have a pretty good year.
0: I guess the thing with Mostert, that's tough. I mean, as much as he likes to
1: surf, he needs to stay by the water, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he wants to trade. He's in the best running offense in the league. Maybe he doesn't want to be part of a committee, but I don't think anyone's going to want to take him as their number one running back anyways. So I think that was a bad move by his agent to (laughs) request a trade right there. Yeah.
0: We'll see what happens. It seems like with all this COVID stuff that's going on too, this would be like the hardest time to get a trade going.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So Terry McLaurin at seven twelve, Stefan Diggs at 8-1, Kareem Hunt at 8-2. So Superflex Guru doesn't even have a running back. Um, the guy who's been auto-picking, he doesn't even have a quarterback. Um, yeah, damn auto-picks. That, that kind of messed it up a little bit. You probably wouldn't have got Big Ben or Derek Carr where you did.
1: Right. We need committed people. No, I thought I had some, too. But I do like what Superflex did. He solidified three great uh, wide receivers in a three-wide receiver league, and you can easily flip golf or Matt Stafford for, like, a David Johnson or Todd Gurley if you want that uh, running back one. Or even if someone's even desperate, they can even probably get, like, an Austin Eckler or an Aaron Jones. So uh, I do like those picks there. For sure. Then Cortland Sutton at the
0: 8-3, and then Marquise Brown at the 8-4. So he has been picking, so let's see if he gets back on. I won't skip his pick like I did a couple rounds ago. And in a league with these kind of – Roster settings, I wouldn't be mad at the the team that I have so far. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, Robert Woods, and Cam Akers. Um, surprised that I got all those people where I did, but it's only because a million quarterbacks
1: went before them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a team of consistency right there. And then with the Lamar Jackson, probably with the breakout random 50-point games he has definitely a dope team
0: but yeah Fournette, david johnson i mean those guys make me nervous i mean i really wouldn't it'd have to be some crazy settings like this to where those guys would be like my number one and two that'd make me super nervous, mm-hmm. bastard <laughs> of course the T.Y. picks ty hilton <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't looking but uh i was thinking about taking him over cam Akers right there but uh, let's see if he if he falls All right, well, I'm going to live a little bit dangerously right here, but I'm going to swoop up James White because I do need another wide receiver, but I got my eye on a handful of them, and there's only six spots in front of me, so I'm going to see if
1: one of them falls. Yeah, definitely a good pick there with the – I wouldn't pick any of these running backs, I don't think. I like Burrito a lot, but – and Sonia Michelle, since Cam got there, he really moved up in my rankings. Yeah there's some guys that are still there late
0: yeah i have james white in
1: one dynasty league right
0: now and um i wish we would have got the cam news before that because i probably would have drafted him around earlier in some of these leagues versus waiting an extra round and him going because uh i mean we know cam can dump off the ball
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all right i'm gonna auto pick him
1: Gronk. All right, I'm up. Um, so I'm going to take the ceiling of Tua, the eight twelve 12 there. If he pops off, he can pretty, probably be a top-10 running back from when he starts playing. He's rushing outside and just going. Um, He's a little risky, though, because you obviously don't know if he's going to start playing. And I'm going to start my wide receiver, two. Dikes. I'm going to take... Devontae Parker here.
0: I think I had three guys that I was eyeing. He was one of them. I feel like a couple things with Tua. It's going to be cool if they kind of use him like Taysom Hill kind of. You know, I'm not saying he's like a bruising runner or anything, but you know, they get him in some wildcat situations or something like that. It might be fun to watch. And once Tua comes in, I wonder if that's going to hurt Devontae Parker. That's another thing. Um, I I love Devontae Parker, and I'm taking him in redraft leagues because I think he gets off to a big start, but I'm a little bit worried about
1: if Tua takes over Yeah, definitely. Um, Just depends how he transfers from the college to the NFL, really. Uh, He was was one of the best passers in college football history, so if he can translate some of that to the NFL, I don't see why Devontae Parker could probably still be the wide receiver one over there, but. He might come out a little bit raw and kill, totally kill Azalea at the same point. But I don't think it's going to be too much of a drop-off from Fitzpatrick to Intua right there. Sweet. So only two wide receivers went, and, the
0: only, and you took one of the guys, but I'm totally fine getting Julian Edelman now in the ninth round now that Cam's there. Yeah,
1: definitely put Julian
0: back on the map with that
1: Cam signing.
0: I was pretty much fading most of the Patriots except for James White. But uh, with Cam there now, I mean, that changes everything.
1: I'm really excited to see how they use Cam. See if they use in like that uh, offense that Tebow was in. Yeah. Josh McDaniels was coaching him at that time. That would be pretty epic to see him and Belichick use that.
0: One thing we all know about Belichick is he plays to people's strengths. So I don't think he's going to – you know, he's not going to come in and try to make Cam be Tom Brady. Exactly. All right, I keep forgetting to read off these for the podcast people. So we got Ronald Jones at eight five, Philip Lindsay at eight six, Darius Geis at eight seven, T Y Hilton eight eight. James White, 8'9, Raheem Mostert, 8'10, Gronk, 8'11, Tua, 8'12, Devontae Parker, 9-1, Damian Williams, 9'2, Jarvis Landry, 9'3, Julian Edelman, 9'4, Hayden Hurst, 9'5, Michael Gallup, 9'6, Dwayne Haskins, 9'7, Tyler Boyd, 9'8, Jordan Howard, 9'9, Evan Ingram, 9'10, and X lax just locked in AJ Green at 9'11. Yeah, the last one of these I didn't even put on the uh, podcast because I was pretty bad at reading off the uh, the list, and I just thought that would be shitty to even post it if it's, like, not followable for a listener. Yeah, especially with the podcasts. Let's see what the Superflex guru does. He's got a very interesting team right now. No running backs. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to ask you, what are you smoking on over there?
1: It doesn't have a name. We usually don't get names over here in Cleveland, but it's some good good. I think it's from Michigan. How about you? Uh, The
0: Tahoe OG. Tahoe OG, I like it. Super sticky.
1: So what platforms are you using to kind of distribute your content? Just YouTube?
0: Well, uh, YouTube – I put my videos up on Facebook, um, as you've probably seen, I do, um, mm-hmm. we have the podcast that we throw stuff up on. I'm trying to get stuff on Instagram, but, um, a lot of the videos that I've been doing have been over an hour. And so, um, I didn't realize that they had to be under an hour to be on IGTV. So that's what mm. I'm got to try to figure out how to chop these in half and put them up in parts.
1: Oh yeah, man! I've been seeing what you're doing. I like it a lot. Appreciate. I posting some stuff on uh, Facebook, or yeah, mostly Facebook is where I see you at.
0: Yeah, Facebook's where I started. Um, I created that group that we're in together back in 2016. I wish I would have got active on Twitter and YouTube at the same time, but I had like a nine to five job back then that was draining my life. All right, let me just read these out real quick now that I'm remembering. So we had A.J. Green at 9-11, Brandon Cooks at nine twelve, and Superflex Guru takes J.K. Dobbins as his first running back at uh, 10-1. Tyler Higby 10-2. Tevin Coleman, ten three, Sony Sonny Michelle,
1: 10-4. Guru's playing at risky over there, directly running back, which is RB1. That's for sure. Um, I guess when you're going that low, you've got to go for upside, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. One thing that I've noticed is in redraft leagues, the running back two position isn't that hard to fill if you're solid like everywhere else because it always seems like there's some running back that's going to come up. You just have – got to be on it, though, to make sure that you get that guy. But uh, I just feel like – that's a position that you can fade if you do have a couple guys that you can plug in to that spot
1: specifically. Yeah, for sure. I also really like that Sony pick there in the tenth round. I think he's gonna get a really big workload this year.
0: Yeah, I keep uh he got uh was it a surgery that he got or something? I can't remember what I saw about him that uh
1: made it seem like he wasn't gonna be a hundred percent to start the season. Yeah, I heard something about that too, but I'm not sure. I, I know they said that he was going to be 100%, but he did have that surgery. So, yeah. I think he wasn't going to be back by training camp or something like that. But with that's COVID, who knows what's going to happen? That's what it was. Yeah. So, nothing
0: about his season being in jeopardy. That That's what it was, that he might not be ready for training camp.
1: Yeah. They covered it on this one show. I think it was like fantasy football doctors, where doctors are kind of switching over to fantasy. It's pretty cool. They were kind of uh, touching on that a little bit. But they, they said it was, uh, in their opinion, it was cool. Cool. All
0: right. So while this guy actually, uh, let me just auto pick him and then I'll read off the picks after you get
1: your two picks in. Uh. Right, auto picks snipe me there, but see <laughs> what else I can get. Yeah. I haven't been,
0: uh, I've, I've been keeping the window down, so I'm not even looking until it's my turn to pick, but, uh, he's yeah, auto drafters. They always get the top two, the top uh, person on the list.
1: I'm gonna go with uh, where is he at? Rager. I like Rager a lot this year, especially as a wide receiver three.
0: Especially with Alshon probably starting on the pup, right?
1: Yeah, and with uh, that Deshaun Jackson slander that's been going on. <laughs>
0: Think that, uh, that that makes a difference, but uh, I, I think a lot of people think that he's gonna get like suspended or something. But uh,
1: mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna get cut, yeah. All right, and then oh, I don't even have a tight end yet. Let's see what we got cooking over here. All right, for my tight end, I'm gonna go I like Jared uh, Cook a lot this year. I think I have him as like, my tight end six or seven. I think he's gonna get a ton of end zone value. I have him a lot higher than a lot of people
0: have him, also. I like Jared Cook for redraft. So, where was I? Let me just run down these. So, we got Deontay Johnson at 10.5, Keyshawn Vaughn at 10.6, Marvin Jones at 10.7, Tariq Cohen at 10.8. I snatched up Will Fuller at 10.9, Marlon Mack at 10.10, Debo Samuel at 10.11. You got Rager and Cook at the 10-12 and 11-1. And at 11-2, Tyrod Taylor. So, has a quarterback now. (laughs) At least for a few weeks. And I don't have a tight end either. But uh, I think I'm just going to fade it to the last round. And who do I want as the flex? Another flex. So for me, I'm either looking at Justin Jefferson or Brita right now. That's what I
1: was thinking. Brita for you. Yeah. I love Brita this year.
0: Yeah, and that's, uh, and really just because of the you know the rookie factor. Um, I'm going to pick Breida. If we had benches, I mean um, Justin Jefferson would be someone I'd try to swoop in a couple
1: rounds. Yeah, I think he's going to have a real big impact with uh, Diggs leaving. He's going to be that deep threat for him. And like right away too.
0: So I mean, um, they already said there's a really good chance that he's going to be the starter
1: you don't have to worry about feeling taking any work away either because they're going to have totally different roles yeah. and their tight end position. I don't think that's really viable. So yeah, I like Justin Jefferson a lot this year too.
0: Yeah. I like Irv, uh, Irv Smith for, um, for dynasty just cause he just, I mean, he seems like he's like on the verge of a breakout. Who knows if it's this year or next year. Um, we'll see if my guys there in the 12th round, but I like, um, I like Doyle for redraft. Like him and Cook are like the guys who I think are getting like super undervalued, but they're going to get peppered a lot, especially in the end zone.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, Rivers loves to his tight ends as well. So as long as – who'd they get? They got um, that other tight end. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. No, he brought – Trey Burton. So maybe we'll see him Trey Burton break out, but I don't think so. I like Doyle a lot this year too. No, Burton's in Chicago. They didn't get anybody
0: in. uh, Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't get anybody in Indy. I think right now he's still the only tight end on the. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure. I don't think they drafted a tight end. I don't think they drafted one. I'm almost positive Burton went on there. I could be wrong, though. No, you're right. He did go there. They just haven't updated the depth charts or anything like that.
1: Mm. I used to love Trey Burton but then he never did anything so I hate him (laughs) well it's because I thought that he was
0: going to be like Jimmy Graham you know like Mm -hmm. Jimmy Graham got hurt and that's what everybody was making it seem like that he was going to be that guy he never turned into that guy (laughs) and the Bears didn't even want him and don't they have like nine tight ends on their team now right (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking wild. Like, how do you have that many tight ends on your team and you still
1: can't put a good one on the field? Yeah, the Bears are a joke.
0: Do you think uh, Foles comes in? And, uh, well, do you think Foles comes
1: in, number one? And if so, after how many games? Yeah, I think Foles probably comes in and – I actually, I think Trubisky's going to start. I think he's going to beat him up if they have a training camp. I think Trubisky's going to kind of. I was a really big Trubisky guy. I kind of still am. I know a lot of people are off him, but I think that Trubisky going to really show what he can do in training camp. And then that's just—I don't know how long he's going to go until Foles comes in. Is my, but that's a hot take. A lot of people think Foles, Foles is going to pop in first.
0: And I think that when you don't have any competition, you know, at the QB spot. It, uh, I don't know, just like Baker, like last year, he had no competition, like he didn't, he probably didn't prepare the same way that he prepared his rookie year in training camp. And you know, you just get a little lazy, maybe for lack of a better word. I mean, probably not lazy, but he doesn't have a fire under his ass, you know, like pushing him or knowing that he's going to get benched,
1: right? That ego kind of comes into place too, especially with uh, Trubisky being what was he the second overall pick. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it's the second overall pick. But yeah, he probably got that ego, and but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, second overall pick got taken over Watson and Mahomes. Yeah, That's a lot of pressure to live
1: up to. It's going to be a thirty for thirty one day. <laughs> I really like Latavius Murray's here this year. If Kamara sits out at all, I think he's, like, a top 12 guy.
0: Who's your guy. Yep, and I wasn't going to take him there. I need a tight end, but, uh, mm. if I, I mean, it all depends on how lady he goes. Um, probably the closer we get to the season, these rookies get a little bit more hyped, but um, – He's going to be good if he starts right away. I mean, really, that that's all you can ask for out of a rookie is if he's going to be in the starting lineup game one.
1: And there you go, solidify that Chicago running uh, quarterback game.
0: So, yeah, I'm just going to go Jack Doyle. And uh, for sure, I will always have two tight ends on my team if I draft Jack Doyle. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: This all depends on how big the benches are or not. All right, well, let's see. If this gets down to, like, 15 seconds, I'm – oh, he came on. There we go. Well, the next guy, we'll just auto-pick
1: him since he hasn't been on. I'm going to – if there was a second pick, I'd go uh, Fitzpatrick and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. here. I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot this year. They drafted him over uh, Jonathan Taylor this year, so I think he's going to get a lot more – the passing work that people are talking about.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, we don't wish injury upon anyone, but if T.Y. Hilton goes down for whatever reason, I mean, he's just going to be in more volume right there. And even if he's not like a starter right out of the gates, I mean, he's going to be the third wide receiver who I bet is in on a lot of sets. And I think before the season's over, he's going to be a starter. Yeah, for sure. So let's run through a couple teams. Let me just highlight your team and uh, you can run through yours.
1: All right, so I'm going to get this together right here. So for my quarterbacks, I have Big Ben and Derek Carr. Kind of floor guys. And then my running backs, well running back heavy. I got Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, and Clyde. It's my four running backs, which I love. I would love to have that in the real draft. Um, and then my wide receivers, I faded them. I got Tyler Lockett, which is a dope wide receiver one, in my opinion, for where I got him. Uh, Devontae Parker, Jalen Rager at the wide receiver three. And then uh, Jared Cook to round out the cool. tight end position.
0: And with these settings, everyone that you picked is a starter um, on this roster. That's all we drafted. We just drafted starters. So let's see. This is the auto draft team. Guy who backed out right at the last minute. Um, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner in the 4'11", uh, Todd Gurley at the 5'2", Calvin Ridley at the 6'11". Yeah, David Montgomery and then Gronk, Damian Williams, Debo, Tyrod Taylor, and Taylor Hill. So uh, this is a league where we could, we could potentially start three QBs depending on who you have. So, this is someone who faded QBs the whole way. I was about to say I love that team
1: until I got bet down to the quarterbacks.
0: Because <laughs> he got like great value with everything. I mean, James Conner at the end of the fourth, Todd Gurley in the fifth, Montgomery in the seventh, Damien Williams in the ninth. I mean, yeah, that's- even
1: Hopkins in the third.
0: There's a good values all around. Yeah. Yeah. There's one league. I can't even believe it in a dynasty. I got Hopkins at the three six and, uh, Oh, wow. I can't even believe it in dynasty league. So let's see here. So this is a pretty good stack to begin. Pat Mahomes, Tyree kill, Mike Evans, Le'Veon Bell, not bad um, for a fourth round running back late fourth round running back. Zach Ertz. I like Ertz in redraft. I mean, everyone's, you know, hating on him in Dynasty, but I think he's still going to be good in redraft. And Teddy Bridgewater, D.K. Metcalf, Raheem Mostert, Jarvis Landry, Marlon Mack, C.D. Lamb, and Deshaun Jackson. C.D. Lamb's one of those guys I probably won't have anywhere just because I feel like he – I mean, anybody who's on the Cowboys who gets a little bit of extra hype just gets drafted – higher than I'm going to take
1: them. Yeah, I love C.D. Lamb. But I don't like him at the value he's been taking either.
0: Now, my team drafted out of the four spots. So I just went QB heavy just to see how my team would turn out. So I went Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, Robert Woods, Cam Akers, James White, Julian Edelman, Will Fuller, Matt Breida, Jack Doyle. So all three of those QBs can start this was dynasty um you know i wouldn't be picking those guys as my top three picks but uh, redraft in this kind of format you can see how the qb run just went like crazy leonard and david johnson i mean i don't like those picks but for the value and just where they got where they went got to take them for the volume what should come robert woods i really like at the six nine cam makers at the seven four i really like james white and julian edelman um, Will Fuller, I like all those guys for where I got him. Will Fuller is someone who I think like just for where you get him and knowing what you're going to get, I feel like there's no better person because he can literally be like his ceiling's wide receiver number one.
1: Yeah, definitely. I like Will, I actually hate Will Fuller, but I like where he's being taken right now.
0: Then rounding out Matt Breida, Jack Doyle, just a couple guys at the end of the team. So here's another guy who auto-picked, fucker. Um, The top of his team looks, like, really great. It's just until we get the quarterbacks where it, like, looks like shit. But Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Julio Jones, George Kittle, Allen Robinson, Devin Singletary, Mark Ingram, T.Y. Hilton, Hayden Hurst, Tariq Cohen. Like, if you didn't play quarterbacks in this league, like, that would be a pretty dope team. But yeah. then he has Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky as uh, his two starting quarterbacks.
1: Looks like he's banking on uh, Trubisky getting traded at some point.
0: <laughs> yep. And then now, uh, another fantasy guy from Twitter. Uh, if you guys don't follow F- FF Shane B, make sure you go follow him. He got, he wanted to be in this. Uh, heavy QB league just to see what, uh, what it looked like or the heavy QB mock. So he went starting off uh, Dak and Wentz, then went Eckler, Jimmy G. So he solidified the three QBs within the first four rounds. Then went Jonathan Taylor, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Darius Geis, and then a bunch of wide receivers to end Gallup Jones, Darius Slayton, Justin Jefferson. We're already talking about Justin Jefferson probably one of the only wide receiver uh, rookie wide receivers that I'll have on my team. Michael Pittman, he might be a guy also, but, um, I don't know. This is probably one of the first drafts that I've seen uh, Jefferson
1: go over Pittman. Yeah. A lot of the rookie drafts I did, I'd had, I had them like right around the same point where they get drafted at. Yeah. And I've been doing a bunch of dynasty and a bunch of
0: rookie drafts. So I like seeing what, uh, what's going on in, you know, these redraft mocks, see
1: where people's heads are at. Right. I also like Rager a lot as rookie receivers this year.
0: Oh, you know what? You know what? I take that back because Rager, I I probably will have um, shares of him and Justin Jefferson. Rager I do like, especially with the news with Alshon, probably starting on the pup. That just makes him an instant starter. And like I said, that's the only reason why I'd want to draft a rookie wide receiver is if we know that he's already going to be a starter or someone who has like a clear shot at uh, starting,
1: which I think is right. Very and like we said, with Deshaun Jackson, uh, we don't know what's going on with him. So that could even be gold for him too. So you never know what's going on over there. Well, I, don't, I mean, I think Jackson being on the
0: field helps him because I mean, Jackson's just going to be the deep threat. And I mean, I think Rager's going to be more like the possession guy. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like Rager's going to be more of that guy running uh running in different kind of routes when Jackson's just going to be the deep threat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so let's see. This was drafted out of the seven spot, so he's someone who faded QBs for sure because he went wide receiver heavy off the top. Definitely the best wide receiver trio: Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay. First QB, Drew Locke, took a tight end kind of early and went Noah Fant. I'm not taking Fant that early. What do you, what do you think about Fant this
1: year? Um, I was always off with Fant. I don't really like Fant until I got all the pieces that are going into the Broncos' offense now. Definitely wouldn't take him that early, but I'm higher on Fant. Um, but, yeah, definitely with Darren Waller still sitting there I would have, and Hayden Hurst, Hunter Henry, I definitely wouldn't have picked up Fant right there.
0: And maybe he's a Denver fan because he did go Drew Locke and Noah Fant back-to-back, so who knows? But uh, then he went Swift, not, not a bad landing spot for Swift at the 6'6". I see him going a lot higher than that in most leagues. So a lot of these rookies, it really just depends on where they fall because unless Carrion gets hurt, I mean, Swift isn't going to be just the guy.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Then we got Tannehill, Philip Lindsay, Dwayne Haskins, Keyshawn Vaughn, Hunter Henry, Latavius Murray. So I like Lindsay, um, mainly because Gordon just doesn't really play sixteen games. So I mean, there's a good chance that Lindsay's gonna get a couple games of the full work.
1: Yeah, and even if he doesn't, I think they're gonna get a pretty good split there in uh for Denver. Um, he did he got another Denver play with Fenton and Locke. I would I usually wouldn't like that, but yeah, I think they're gonna get a pretty equal share with than people think with Melvin and Lindsay there. You think it's going to be cl- – I mean, you said equal share, so I'm assuming not a 50-50 split, but if you had to put a percent right. on it, what do you think? This yeah, is? not equal. Um, I would probably do a 60-40 even. I think that's probably what it's, what I'm thinking it's going to be. And even that, that's pretty equal. Are you talking about, mm-hmm. like, combined rushes and passes or just rush work? Um, I think Melvin's probably going to get more pass work, but um, I'm just talking rushing 60-40 between the two.
0: Yeah, because Lindsey can't catch for shit. So (laughs) I think uh, Gordon and Freeman kind of split the pass work. Mm -hmm. All right. So now another guy here who uh, went running back – well, not running back heavy, but two running backs right out of the gate, um, Zeke and Chubb, and then switched it up to QBs, went three QBs in a row with Rodgers, Mayfield, and uh, Rivers. And Cooper Cup and A.J. Brown with his sixth and seventh round picks. Then uh, Ronald Jones with the eighth pick. Then we got Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, and Alexander Madison. So I probably am not drafting Madison unless I have Cook in a redraft league, depending on how big the benches are and um, depending on how far he falls. I mean, I guess the Cook owner has to respect, you know, the handcuff and grab him. What do you think is like, let's say you don't have Cook. What's the earliest that you would draft Madison in a
1: redraft league? With Madison, I like getting him like the 10 or If I have Cook, I like getting him like the 10 or 11. So I'm not waiting for him for this. Their value that Madison has for you when you have Cook is more than anybody else you're going to get in the 10th and 11th round, in my opinion. So I always like to get Madison early if I got Cook. So
0: let's say you don't have cook. Cause if you have cook, you for sure should be getting him, you know, between the ninth and the 11th. Mm-hmm. Let's say you don't have cook. I, I'm assuming you probably wouldn't draft him in those. And maybe you would, but where would you draft him if you did not have cook
1: on your team? Like what would probably be the, it would probably be the 13th or 14th round, maybe 12th. If I don't see any other value, but he would just be obviously trade bait at that point yeah. um, to the cook owner. Yep that's where he
0: went, went at the twelve five. So same for me. I mean, if the Cook owner hasn't swooped him up by, yeah, somewhere between the 12th and the 14th, it really just depends on who's there. But the Cook owner should own him by then.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Now someone else who went QV heavy uh, right out of the gates and someone who faded running back. So Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Travis Kelsey, Joe Burrow, Mari Cooper, Melvin Gordon with the 6'4. Then he got DJ Chark, Marquise Brown, Jordan Howard, Sony Michelle, Anthony Miller, Mikkel Hardman. So I don't hate the last uh, two picks, but um, I know we're just kind of picking people at the end of the bench. I just feel like
1: I wouldn't want both of those guys on my team. Anthony Miller and Mikhail Hardman? Yeah. Yeah, they're both those, obviously. But I think Michael um, Hartman's a more sure thing, in my opinion. I'm a lot higher than other people are on him. But, yeah, I don't mind those two guys there with all the other guys. Maybe I would have picked up Christian Kirk or Judy. Um, or maybe value at a running back. But I really don't see value at a running back. So I really don't mind those two right there. I'm higher on both Anthony Miller and Michael Hartman than most uh, rankings have them, though. Okay. I mean, I feel like...
0: Like, even, like, the Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, you know, guys, I'd probably take even Christian Kirk over Anthony Miller. Miko um, Hardman, I guess with the, with the Chiefs wide receivers, I mean, everything's so hit or miss. I mean, even Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's not getting 10 receptions a game. I still love him, you know. Um, I don't have him, like, wide receiver one. Like, some people have him wide receiver two, like, that high. I guess for me, with like those two picks, I probably would rather have someone like Justin Jefferson or
1: Michael Pittman over those guys. Yeah, definitely. I probably would have went McHale and one of the rookies for sure. And
0: that's all I meant. I wouldn't want to pair up those two guys together because it seems like both of, like both of them, you they have a little bit of risk involved just because you don't know how much of a part of the offense they're going to be. And I feel like those rookies, you know, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, those guys have a little bit of a better shot at getting into the starting role. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now out of the 110 spot, we got Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, which is crazy at the 2-3, Aaron Jones at the 3-10, then Daniel Jones at 4 then D.J. Moore, Odell Beckham, Gardner Minshew, Cortland Sutton, Evan Ingram, Tevin Coleman, Jamison Crowder, Henry Ruggs. So pretty solid. I mean, you know, not too bad, not too good, kind of like run of the mill. Um, He got three quarterbacks that he's going to be able to start. I like Gardner Minshew. Daniel Jones, I don't know. I just don't like him. And maybe it was just because he got so hyped and – People are giving him the nicknames and shit like that. But I don't know. I'm just not as high on Daniel
1: Jones as other people are. Yeah, I'm in the same point with uh, Daniel Jones. I would rather have probably any of those quarterbacks other than Jimmy G that went after him. they in that little run. But he's got the rushing upside, so I can see it. He could, If he uh, loses the fumbles and the turnovers, I think he can have a big season. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'd, e- I'd even want Big Ben over Daniel
0: Jones in a redraft, not Dynasty, but for 20. 20- yeah, for sure. All right, now, Exlax, just shitting all over the draft. He uh, started off with Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. I like both running backs, but, man, like, with a name like Lacks, you're definitely going to shit your pants having those two running backs go into the <laughs> you don't know what the hell is going to happen. So I don't mind having one of those guys and probably hard to pair up both of them. But uh, I don't know. I'd just be
1: fucking nervous having those two as uh, my starters. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, especially with this (laughs) offseason.
0: And then – I like the wide receivers. Went Chris Godwin in the third, and then went Cam Newton in the fourth, and then Adam Thielen in the fifth. At at the end of the fifth, I mean, that's good value for Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins going at the sixth, Sam Darnold seventh, Kareem Hunt in the eighth, A.J. Green in the ninth, Tyler Higbee in the tenth, and then Jerry Judy and Sterling Shepard rounding it out. I know we
1: talked about Denver a little bit. What do you think about Judy this year? Um, I, I, I'm kind of fading Judy for redraft. Uh, for Dynasty, I'm all over Judy, though. I who's my favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft. Didn't love his uh, landing spot, but I kind of do like what uh, the Broncos are doing with that offense. So we'll kind of see what he does this year, but I do love him for the future. But at that 11-11, you can't really go wrong with him for redraft. Yep. Someone who
0: for Dynasty's good, but yeah, for redraft, I probably won't have any shares of him just in I mean, if he goes late, you know, like he is now, twelfth round, thirteenth round, I mean I feel like those are that's just the spot you take the shots on some of those guys. But um I guess what sucks in redraft, whoever my last two picks are, they could get cut the first week. You know, so that's also a reason why I kind of fade the uh the rookie wide receivers just because I usually don't have patience for them in redraft. Yeah, definitely. All right, now, Superflex Guru dropping in from Twitter, and he went super QB heavy, <laughs> even though we don't have any bench spots. He uh, still went four QBs right out of the gate Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and then. Um, like we talked about earlier, totally faded running backs. And he went with Mark Andrews in the fifth, Juju at the sixth, Terry McLaurin at the seventh, Stefan Diggs at the eighth, Brandon Cooks at the ninth. And then his two um, running backs that he got to round out his team was J.K. Dobbins, on Johnson, and then Christian Kirk with his last pick. So, Yeah,
1: I know you're a running back heavy guy. What do you think about this team? (laughs) Um, He's really – I think he's going to have to trade some quarterbacks and if he can get a good deal with – I think he probably could get a running back. Maybe even like my team if it was in a real draft, I I might give him Chris Carson for either uh, one of those two – last two running – quarterbacks that he took, Mm -hmm. maybe. But I I personally, I would maybe take two right there if you were going quarterback heavy and take one running back there. I'm just a running back guy. Um, but I I I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and I mean you would definitely have to trade, you know, coming out of a draft like this. But if we really had these um, you know, settings, I mean, there's two teams that don't even have, you know, they only have one starter mm-hmm. apiece. So I mean obviously those would be the guy who the, those would be the guys who would be the you know trade targets in this situation. But um I do like hoarding QBs. Just because if someone – if you have to lock in two QBs and someone only has one good QB, I mean, you're just not going to get anywhere, you know, with with one QB and a whole bunch of nothing besides that.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I I don't know. I'm just – I just like getting my guys early. Um, I do like stashing the quarterbacks later obviously this draft I couldn't do that. I usually like getting like a Drew Locke, Tannehill, a Dwayne Haskins really late. Um they went everyone went really early, uh a lot earlier than all my other drafts I've had. So I didn't really get to do that strategy. So maybe next time I do a dynasty draft I might switch it up a little bit, get a another quarterback a little bit earlier. I'd say this draft that we just did right
0: now is the closest draft that I've had that compares to like the hardcore two QB leagues that I'm in because there's always some crazy run that happens in like the fourth or the fifth round. And then like, it's just the bottom feeders after that. Mm. And a couple of them trickle out in seventh, eighth, ninth round. And there may even be a couple that stay on the waivers, you know, for the season to start. But the way that all this like kicked off in the beginning, I mean – You almost had to go QB, but you didn't, and you still left with, I mean, at least for sure two good starters, you know, in a two QB league. I mean, if you're only in a one QB league, you don't want Big Ben or Derek Carr, but pairing them up in a two QB league, I mean, pretty
1: solid. Yeah, I like the value I got there. And then with Tua, and then the next pick I would, if we were kept drafting, I would have got Fitzpatrick there. So that would have solidified the third quarterback like for sure starting every game. So I kind of liked not fading it at the same time. Yeah. And I just like doing a bunch of mock drafts, you know, just to see how
0: everything fade, you know, comes out. Like sometimes I like to go QB early, you know, and I know it always changes now and again, but I don't know, just like everything else, just like poker or anything else that people try to gamble at, like just got to get some numbers under your belt. Like it's nice to look at numbers, but got to get the practice in yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, cool. Well, um, this is the first installment of Money Making Moves. Um, I know I'm going to be coming out with an episode where we talk about trades and just strategies about making trades, and I'm going to show some Dynasty trades that I did in the startup. I think the Dynasty League that we were in together, I think I did five trades within the startup. Mm-hmm. That one was crazy. Yeah. Love making moves. It's just uh, its more fun than just being stagnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I have any picks in that league left, at least for next year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, tell
1: people where to find you. Awesome. Yeah, this silly white boy on Twitter. I'm about to be starting my own uh, YouTube channel. It's going to be called uh, Keep Sleeping Dynasty. Um, I'm going to start producing content probably next week, the week after. Um, but, yeah, keep uh, stay tuned. You saw him here first on Money Making
0: Moves. Yep, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. For sure, brother. All right. So we're out for now. Make sure you subscribe to to Fantasy Stock Exchange. And make sure you subscribe to Defense Wins Championships playlist within that channel. And make sure you subscribe to Money Making
1: Moves within that channel. And we'll talk to you later.